The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and Asalaamu Alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host Neelam and this morning my guest is Dr. Amina. Uh, I will get Dr. Amina to formally introduce herself uh, a little later in the show. But first, Asalaamu and welcome to the show. Asalaamu Alaikum. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, alhamdulillah, just um, recovering from a long bank holiday that was very short. (laughs) Yes, I know. I think uh, the town has been celebrating the glorious victory of Luton Town Football Club winning. So I think that's actually set a lot of people off guard and we we don't even know where the weekend went. So were you, did you participate or did you go to see the parade? Yeah, yeah, yesterday uh, we went down. We actually thought um, we had left it too late um, and there was just so much kind of traffic and congestion getting into uh, Berry Park. So we thought, oh, we're probably going to have just missed the bus by the time we walk down. Uh, let's just walk into town. And then obviously the bus was delayed, but it was such a re- it was such a great atmosphere yeah. in St George's Square for even that extra kind of hour or so that um, we waited and then, to get to see kind of all the players come through on the bus and everyone just everyone was just so happy and so um just you know I, I think just happy happy to kind of be around together uh it was so nice to see uh, people from all backgrounds just enjoying the time together it was a nice sunny day um and yeah, I think it was a perfect end to, I think this is our last bank holiday. Yes. Um, we've had lots of bank holidays uh, recently that I'm kind of like, when's the next one? Um, but this it was a really good um, kind of well-timed bank holiday celebration really, wasn't it? No, Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I, I think it was, um, I'm not a football fan, but the game that they played, um, I kept popping in and out of the room and watching it with my children I I have I'm outnumbered in my home because I have um, (laughs) huge football fans in my house Um, my eldest daughter who's 16 um, Mm. is a huge fan of football and I I thought she wouldn't be but she loves football she knows everything about football so I'm outnumbered and then her I'm not quite like that, but um, I do like a kind of, if you're kind of like emotionally invested in it, so, you know, this was Luton, it was such a, like a big game, um, or like if Egypt are playing in like the World Cup or the African Nations Cup or England are playing in the World Cup, it's like, yeah, you know, have to watch it all. Yeah. But also when it goes to penalties, like I, I, I think even if you have no idea about football yeah. and you're not in it like you get caught up in all of that kind of the last few minutes and then extra time I always watch the extra time and the penalties and you're kind of just holding on screaming <laughs> absolutely and and that's and that's the time I'll actually take that break and sit down and watch it because I think okay this is the gripping point of the game now so yes that's when I um yeah like when it gets to that point yeah you're kind of like you're watching a piece of history and it you know yeah. things change for absolutely you know, and especially with this match because it counted so much and you know it's it's a real um big uh thing for Luton fo- uh, football club mm-hmm. to actually win this because to now be in the premier league 
it's going to yeah. have a huge impact for the town the investment yeah. that they're going to make for the town so you know to be part of that I'm like well you know um I think the first thing my son turned around and said to me is like are you going to let me um be a footballer now because he's like <laughs> parents don't let their children become footballers because they just think it's not really a career so now that Luton's in the Premier League and we've got some hope of it going somewhere would you let me be a footballer and I was like oh I still have to think about it I'm not quite sure <laughs> I'm not quite sure well I mean I think I would have put that back on him and said something like you know are you good at football could you be a footballer is um is you know the biggest question um <laughs> that's yeah. it's not going to be us you know parents that stop um our kids doing something it's are, yeah. are you able to do it yeah. and actually I think a lot um there's a lot that we can learn from the team so we um I took part um last year in um, something called Fit Hatters which was um a so they used to have two cohorts I um understand at the moment it's just a men's only uh, cohort but it was a free funded um activity that took place in on like Kenilworth um road in the grounds um and it was led by kind of instructors that worked with the team um, for just kind of fitness, um, either in a men's cohort or a women's cohort. And part of it was kind of theory uh, behind kind of all of the good lifestyle things that we talk about, you know, healthy eating, you know, getting into a sleep routine, um, you know, exercises, winding down, all of those kind of things. There was a session on um kind of menopause and that you know that for uh, women um and then you've got the active part where in a group you could kind of run around the pitch um oh. or do various exercises and it was great so actually you know it's not just about turning up on the day and just kicking up kicking a ball yeah. um it's you know showing commitment and kind of um time management and you know persistence and it's been a long time coming you know I think since 1992 is that you know I was two I was two years old <laughs> I'm a lot older than two now yeah. um and I think those are the things to kind of take away from because you know not just kids but lots of the people will kind of be thinking well what does this mean for me what you know what do I take away from this and it's actually not just about the end product it's about all of that hard work um that you put to get to that point absolutely yeah absolutely and and I think um now it's gonna inspire the younger generation because where my mm. children's high school is they've got um a field at the back and they actually see the Luton footballers come down and train oh. at that site so they'll be looking at and now actually that means something to them because yeah, you know, we're yeah. part of something now so then it's not just looking at oh they're just training actually they're training mm. wow that could be us one day so it's actually yeah. it's quite inspirational so um yeah I'm looking forward to see the town improve inshallah and uh, yeah really? I think we'll have lots of budding footballs on the way as well so uh, <laughs> I, I'm not in my shows I do like to talk about the weather and um, my garden of course um, mm -hmm. the weather it's been a bit of a, an odd one but alhamdulillah over the bank holiday it was nice but it's been towards the end of the week it's just not I've put my jumpers back on because I'm yeah I'm it's cold. been a bit cold today hasn't it yeah it's not been great so I've actually gone back for my jumper but are you green finger? Do you like gardening? Uh, in short, no. Uh, <laughs> and that's not 
through lack of want. I Every year I'm like, oh, you know what? I really, really want to be able to grow things. And I have all these like images of me being this like really green fingered person that's very like in touch with the earth that like grows my own fruit and vegetables and then uses it in cooking, which I also can't do. You know, all of these things and it just fails absolutely miserably. Um, but um, I did try and kind of, I repotted quite maybe a month or so ago, no, maybe a bit longer, two months ago, I repotted all the plants in my house um, because I think it's just too much of a step to do things outside in the garden. So I'm like, if I do little bits and kind of get them started and then maybe I can move them outside. And then we basically had a massive leak uh, in our house that has taken, I think we're onto the fifth week of trying to sort it. So everything is just dark and dusty and all my plants that I repotted and were fine, are, you know, dying. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I think um, it's now going to be next year. But um, I'm gonna, I, because I, I think I've missed the window now. Like it's doing it. Now. Right. Yeah. Usually, um, I I go out and I venture out for those pre-made plants and flowers, and mm -hmm. I I put them in beds and pots, just okay. to give my garden a bit of life and color. But this mm -hmm. year, um, we I don't know. I think over the years we've just accumulated so many different seeds and packets of flowers so I thought right you know what I'm going to do something different I'm going to sow the seeds and actually oh. just see where we go with them so I, I can't take credit for it because I did get my children to um get get um <laughs> tuck in I'm much like I have six so I got them all tucked in and they all had like a pot and they all just you know um yeah I was watching really I, I think I was just telling them what to do <laughs> But my patience is running low now because I keep going out and even the children, they keep going out and saying, well, they haven't grown. And my youngest, who's two, she's, she thinks that they'll grow overnight. So trying to get her to understand the concept of, of something. To be honest, that, that, that is kind of like me where, yeah. you know, I've planted it today. I will keep looking at it. And I'm like, why is nothing happening? Yeah. Um, so it's that kind of cycle so I like with orchids people always come around and they'll give me like an orchid yeah. um and it would look nice and then it will die but I kept one before for two years oh well done you oh no no as in I just kept it and didn't give up on it and it looked like it was literally about to die it was all um you know brown and shriveled up and horrible and I think I was just just lazy it was just in my room on the um on the windowsill where it was actually getting light and you know every so often I give it some water so I didn't overwater it and two years later because I literally have a picture um I it like rebloomed oh wow yeah yeah so actually I'm trying to kind of be patient so maybe say that you know tell tell your kids that that actually it's it's not maybe you know straight away mm -hmm. um but kind of over time uh, you'll see that kind of whole cycle and it will come back to life eventually. So I do tend to hold on to kind of my dead plants for a bit longer um, well, and kind of hope that they will do the same. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I'm going to have to do something like that. I'll have to explain, but I, I am getting a bit um, impatient and I think I might venture out to go and get these pre-made plants and just put a few out just to... Um, <laughs> just to give them a bit of confidence. <laughs> Just so, so they know that something will come through. Something has happened. Yes. I but think were they um, flowers or um, kind of fruit and veg? Well, yeah, we've done a mixture this year. So we've done um, flowers, 
um and then we had to get big pots because um I wanted to grow carrots uh, carrots okay. grow really quickly so um okay. I've done carrots. They grow? yes no they haven't oh. they will they will but um, yeah give us give us a couple of weeks and we probably might start seeing them sprout I think really I should have done something like coriander because coriander grows very quickly mm -hmm. so I should have done some coriander um I usually put them in little pots on my kitchen windowsill and then I take them out and then plant them. But yeah. um, I might just do that with the youngest just so that she can see how, how quickly some... But something has happened. Yeah. To be honest, I did get a pre-made basil plant oh. and I put it on my kitchen window. And actually that has survived and it's gone all over the place, but I kind of almost don't want to put it outside. One, because I know our soil and everything is a mess. And two, I don't particularly like basil that much. I don't really want a whole garden full of basil. <laughs> and then I'm going to be stuck with what to do with it oh yeah that's a, well actually mint's quite nice so mint mint but mint is one of those that if it just grows it will continue growing because I remember my mum growing mint and, and yeah. it just it wouldn't stop because it was just yeah my mum grows mint yeah she, every year she gives us little bits of mint and she's like grow it you'll get lots of mint and within two three weeks it's all dried up and died and she's like how are you killing mint <laughs> yeah oh no yes no but never mind no we, we try that's no, absolutely it yes so listeners uh this morning's show is a pre-record show uh so unfortunately i won't be taking in any messages but inshallah the show will be live uh as an audio on the uh facebook page so any questions or comments that you do have you can share it there uh we have the usual ways of connecting to the show through the airwaves of uh, via Inspire FM 105.1 FM and also through TuneIn via the Inspire FM webpage where you can also um, access it on your smartphones as well on the uh, app. So you really don't have an excuse to miss the show. Now, in today's show, um, my guest and I will actually eventually get to the topic of discussion mm -hmm. um, once we've moved away from my garden. Well, I guess it's a bit, it's, it's all about a cycle as well. We're going to be talking about menstruation. Um, and it's a situation that many women, well, actually all women, uh, face at some point in their life. And some of us have it on at least a monthly basis. Every woman is different and we all face different symptoms associated with this. And are we truly managing this correctly? Are there things that we could perhaps do to remedy the pain that we feel? And when should we be concerned um, my guest, Dr. Amna, will be unveiling some of the concepts around menstruation and also getting us to know our bodies a bit better. And uh, for women, what is available for us to manage pain and any discomfort associated with this um, uh, menstruation as well. So um, before we begin, um, can I please get you to introduce yourself to the listeners? Thank you. So, um, as you said, uh, my name is Dr. Amna. I'm a GP here in Luton and I work in a couple of different surgeries. And part of my role is that I fit coils and implants, which are um, two of the different types of longer acting contraception, uh, which stops you getting pregnant and essentially affects your menstrual cycle. Um, and I see, as a Muslim woman, I see lots and lots of um, people with various different period problems and or just period concerns, really, not necessarily period problems. So what I kind of want to start off by saying is that we need to start, we need to be talking about our periods more. Mm. They are, um, you know, 
they are very very natural it's it's something that affects you know the vast majority um of women and even the women you know some women are unable to have um periods or regular periods that is still something that is affecting them with their period because it may be that they are wanting to have a period or look into why they can't have periods and we really need to be breaking down the barriers in terms of um you know this shame that still sadly exists um in our communities about talking about periods and we have um so i also host the um in inspire health and fitness show uh once a month and um, we have had um some shows talking about um aspects of periods so things like uh, uh, cos irregular periods so if um you haven't had a listen to that uh then please do that also that's also linked on the uh inspire fm uh facebook page and my uh my instagram which is at dr amna gp Thank you so much. And thank you for that introduction as well. And absolutely, I, I was just going to ask you as um, as a, an Asian um, doctor yourself, menstruation, um, I studied, um, I studied um, coming from the South Asian community. Um, uh, um, uh, I studied uh, menstruation and um, uh, as the thick of menstruation from an Islamic perspective. And there were so mm. many things that I learned from that course that I realized were cultural, that I grew up thinking, oh, this this isn't actually part of my faith. This isn't anything mm. to do with Islam. This is just what we were led to think yeah. or, or follow as a cultural thing. So I think you're right. I think um, myself coming from a South Asian community uh, we do need to and and that's why I really appreciate you taking the time out to come and uh, talk about this because it's something we don't talk about and it is still an embarrassing thing and it is something that we we could be suffering and we'll just shy away from it and just let ourselves suffer silently in pain mm -hmm. and it's you know it's important that we address this so I guess uh, the first question I wanted to open okay. If I can just say, so I think that's a really important point that you kind of started off with, um, because actually we have an obligation on ourselves to understand the Islamic rulings around periods. And actually, so you're from a South Asian background. Um, my parents are Egyptian, so from an Arab background. And the issues are exactly the same. And, you know, when I... Um, speak to people from you know other uh, different backgrounds even kind of eastern european backgrounds sometimes they say actually we we have the same kind of um limitations of talking about periods at, at home but actually as muslims we need to know how you know what are the rules around periods and when you study it and you know usually it's male teachers uh you know our ulama our sheikhs are males and they talk about it so openly and in you know such a non-judgmental manner and actually that's really really nice to see because that is what it should be you know these are things that are mentioned in um quran in hadith that you know there are some black and white rules yes there are some things that are kind of a little bit more gray but actually islam want, wants us to be talking about these things and understanding those things and understanding our bodies um and that's really really important so i would say that's the first thing to kind of break you know break down that actually even if you're doing it just from an islamic perspective um to kind of gain knowledge and know how to kind of deal with things every single month for many 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 years so some people will 
um, start having a period from kind of the age of eight. And the average age of menopause in this country, so when um, you've completed your periods and you no longer have periods, is around the age of 51. Nice. So, you know, quick maths, that's over 40 years of every single month, this may be something that affects you. And we don't talk about it, or we suffer in silence, yeah. or we don't know what's normal. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I guess, you know, um, I wanted to ask the opening question was, you know, uh, what I, I don't think there is really a normal menstrual cycle length. And does this vary? Is it some people always talk about, oh, um, my cycle is really short. My cycle is really long. You know, is this all normal? So I guess the average is to have a period every 28 days, which is every kind of month. Um I don't like talking about things in terms of it being normal because then people get very hung up over those 28 days and say, oh my God, my period was late one day to this month. Well, was it actually late one day or should we actually, if you look at your period cycle and what is normal for you, that actually can be longer or shorter. So anything between kind of 23 days and 35 days, we would say is classed as normal as long as you're having cycles on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And if you're not having a, um, a period, or if you miss a period, then trying to figure out the reason why and keeping a track of your periods um, and seeing, could I actually account for why this has happened this month? Or is this something that's happening on a regular basis, i.e. my periods are regularly irregular, irregular and therefore I need to go and um, speak to somebody about it and you know they can try and figure out why mm, absolutely yeah I mean there's uh, quite a lot of um, apps now available which you yeah. know uh, are very helpful in helping us trying to understand um, uh, but is it important to track periods other than the uh, obvious of oh I need to be prepared make sure I've got a sanitary towel with me just in case I'm not at home but is it important really really important because like I said this is something that is happening to you every single month you need to know when it's going to happen you can't kind of be caught off guard but also how will you know that something is abnormal if you do not know what is normal for you yes. um, and most people you will find track things in some way you know you kind of know when if you're on contraception you know when you change uh change your contraception or if you get your nails done then you know that actually I go every three weeks and if I leave it a little bit longer or if you go for a wax or get your hair cut then you think oh actually okay yeah I can leave it four weeks but I can push it to this you know we track lots of things about our bodies why are our periods any different and then if something does go wrong or, you know, it's not the normal for you, then you already have that data. So yes, being prepared can make, you know, a massive difference. But also, it's not just about having a um, a pad ready or knowing what you're going to wear. You know, I remember, you know, personally, you know, I, I don't wear things like white, <laughs> you know, you don't you don't want to be kind of caught off, caught off guard. Um, but also a lot of people will have some symptoms leading up to their periods. So um, it may be that they find that their mood changes, their emotions, how they deal with people. Um, uh, or, you know, they can get cramps before their period uh, that kind of get worse up until the first couple of days. 
Mm. Or if you're going away on a trip or, you know, planning work, you don't want to do it that first day of your period, depending on what your what symptoms you get on the first day of your period. Um, but also, if you are struggling with your periods for whatever reason, pain or cramps or, um, you know, extreme mood changes, which can happen and we should talk about a bit later on, um, then going to see your doctor, your GP, it's useful to have that information and say, well, actually, I have noticed that over, you know, the five days before my period, I feel like this. I'm constantly arguing with people. Um, or actually, you know, I used to think it was around my period, but then when I'm tracking it, it actually persists beyond my period, which could make us think about different things. And it may be that you need more investigations to look into that. But also, it can allow everyone around you to also understand what is happening. So, you know, it may be that I, you know, before I used to kind of control my periods, before I knew these options were available, the first couple of days, I would just be in bed in so much pain, I would be able to eat, I would be able to get up, I would be feeling sick. And that's something that lots of people had. Or, you know, if I didn't have pads for example and you know some people only have men in their house you may it may be that they have to go and buy you pads or you know consider that actually they need to be a little bit nicer to you in the couple of days before or you know if you need any you know we should be nice anyway all the time but you know it's that awareness and understanding and obviously you know we've just come out of Ramadan we've talked about it a couple of times uh in different various Ramadan shows as well but you know knowing that there will be a few days is in the month that you will not be fasting and you may not be up to waking up anyway um for suhoor or making you know a massive meal and hosting on that day yeah sorry uh to interrupt you dr ramna um we are now actually going to head over to a short commercial oh. break i know the first half has gone super I know, super fast. Uh, so listeners, we are just going to head over to a short commercial break. Stay tuned in to hear more about uh, today's topic. Uh, but for now, go enjoy a short commercial break. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. I'm your host Neelam and joining me on the show today is Dr. Amina. Now this morning we have been discussing as well as gardening. We have actually been talking about menstruation and the symptoms uh, associated with this. Uh, at the beginning of uh, the show, first half of the show we actually wanted to try and uh, unveil some of the myths and um, the, the lack of discussion around the topic I guess in a way um uh we want more women to understand and be in tune with their body and know know their menstrual cycle a bit better now earlier in the break just before the break we were talking about tracking periods and I asked Dr Armina if it was important that we do track our periods uh, actually I think the question to ask is when do we track the periods because um lots of people don't actually know what the sign of a period is and you know at what point so what what would you advise here so um i think you mentioned um that there are lots of different um apps and it doesn't really matter which one you use 
Uh, it doesn't matter if you keep a diary and you still like a pen and paper and just kind of writing things down, but you, everyone should be tracking their periods and know when that last period was. And when you're tracking your period, the first day of your period is the first day of your last bleed. So that would be when you start and then you see how long the bleeding goes on for. And usually for most women, that will kind of be between two to seven days. Um, there are rules we talked about, um, you know, finding out about the thick of menstru menstruation. You know, there are rules beyond if it goes beyond 10 days, what that what that means. But also then you want to think about um, how many days are you um, having non-bleeding days. How many of those days are you maybe getting symptoms on that you think may be related to um to your period or to a period coming up so cramping um mood related changes some people will get um some cramping in the middle of their cycle so mid-cycle pain or ov ovulation pain and it's good to kind of just keep track of that and then your next cycle as well um will start again that first day of your next bleed yeah and it's important to know that Every month, um, like say for myself, I give myself as an example, I have a, an eight day period. So I know mm. um, that my periods, are, but on the eighth day, I'm ready to mm -hmm. say, okay, I've finished. That won't necessarily be the same for the following month. I could have mm -hmm. a six day period. So it's that is mm -hmm. normal because mm -hmm. women worry about this saying, oh, but yeah. last month I was only eight days and this month I'm only six, but now I'm seven. You know, is this normal? Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important to track your track your periods and not just look at one isolated month mm -hmm. um, and see actually what's the pattern. If it's usually kind of between six and eight days, yes. you can kind of say, oh, well, actually, in general, it's about seven days. Yes. And, you know, then you can be a lot less concerned if it suddenly goes from one or two days to 11 days, then that's a big difference. And if it's then doing that on a consistent basis, you want to be looking at, well, why have, why have things changed? And do I need to see someone about it? Mm -hmm. And usually we would say kind of around three months, but obviously it depends on what the symptoms are that you're having um, as to how quickly uh, you seek help. And actually for all period related problems or issues that we can do and that we look into. So it is well worth speaking to your GP. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess um, the question I wanted to ask is what are the common symptoms associated with menstruation? Because, you know, uh, we've talked about cramps uh, and we said that this could be at the beginning. This could be even before your periods have started. So, you know, generally, what are the common symptoms associated it, with it? So pain uh, is something that a lot of people fear and that can be quite normal. Um and it can be, you know, in the day or so leading up to your period, the first couple of days, and then it should get better. If you're having pain outside of that, where actually the pain starts with your period and it persists beyond the bleeding, then it may be a sign that there's something else going on. And again, we'd keep a track of that um, and go and see your GP about that. Um, but also it depends on your perception of pain. So I know that... I have a zero pain threshold. Uh, I do not tolerate pain well at all. But I also don't tolerate um, a lot of medications well. So it's knowing that that combination means that I need to be ready to know when my period is coming 
or can I do something to stop my period from coming if, for example, I have something important on that first couple of days? And what can I do about it? And there are lots and lots of different options that we can do for pain. So and some of them range from being kind of really simple. And it depends on your personal preference as well. So some people don't want to be taking tablets every single month. Some people are happy with just knowing when their period will come. They'll have a bit of an easier day. They'll maybe take a day off work or, you know, if they're able to, if they want to, um, you know, they'll just take it easy. But they'll use a hot water bottle. So heat is, you know, really helpful. Um, things like ibuprofen, if you're able to take it um, over the counter after food. Um, that may help. We can prescribe different things that are similar to kind of um, ibuprofen um, that can help with pain if that's your only issue. But lots of people will suffer with different things in combination. So I used to have what I would class and it really is your, you know, the women, the woman or the girl, I will also stress to say, uh, because from as soon as you start getting a period, you are treated exactly the same as any other woman that has a period. So it's not that you're too young to have something to control your periods or manage your pain or, um, you know, stop your periods. You are managed exactly the same. So anyone who is having periods may tend to also have uh, really heavy periods. So I used to have what I would class as really painful periods and really heavy periods. Mm. And again, that is heavy to the point where it's disturbing you. And sometimes it's um, just having that conversation and realizing, you know, when I speak to some girls, they say, oh, you know, I was given a period pack at school. We had a bit of a talk and they gave me these, you know, green one, uh, you know, the ones in a green packet. That's mm. uh, so why I use them. But actually what happens is they flood and, you know, I had an accident and actually when you ask them, actually those are normal size, quite thin pads. Um, and asking, you know, do you know that there are other different types of pads available? There are nighttime pads. Um, there are, you know, really heavy pads. Uh, there are things like uh, tampons that some people may wish to use, uh, especially if they're doing activities such as swimming. So how much is it affecting your life? Uh, some people don't like certain types of pads. So Again, the sooner that we have these conversations and see what else is available and finding something that suits you. And now those aren't the only um, those aren't the only options. Uh, so people are sometimes using two lots of things. Um, so things like a menstrual cup, for example, which is reusable. You know, we all this is Mother's Planet. We all care about our planet. Um, and, you know, the amount of plastics that are in things like um pads and how many are you getting through and also their price so all of those things are things to think about when it comes to your periods and your symptoms and how you choose to control them mm -hmm. and it may be and again we can prescribe lots of different things hormonal things and non-hormonal um options to limit both pain and bleeding or it may be that you choose to actually you know what I don't really need a period and I don't want a period and I don't like a period. So I don't want to have a period. Mm. And that is also okay if you do that in a safe way. Mm. So um, I get lots and lots of different questions when I fit kind of coils and implants. Um, so it, it, do you mind if I just kind of go into well, that for a Because I mean, uh, I wanted to mention the part where you just said that I don't mm. like a period and don't want a period because there are, there are some, um, 
contraception pills there are some um things that other than the coil that women can do to to minimize the the flow of their period as well so i guess it's important to discuss this and and to understand that it's safe because i think we we all think that no periods are normal and you know you must have periods and you need to I mean I'll be honest with you when I was young I've I've always my whole life had heavy periods and as a result it's made me anemic so I've had to monitor my iron levels when I'm on my period so this is another thing exactly and and those are the symptoms so it's recognizing that actually you if you are already if you have a tendency towards anemia if you know your diet is not uh, great you know certain backgrounds will have a tendency towards it you don't eat meat or you don't like meat or things like spinach that will build up your iron stores mm-hmm. so your iron is kind of a bit borderline you don't really remember to take you know vitamins over the counter regularly every month your iron will drop you will feel more tired you may feel dizzy and you might not know why you might just think, oh, well, I'm feeling dizzy. I don't know. But actually tracking your periods and realizing, actually, I'm feeling tired and dizzy around the time of my period. That That's also a symptom. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, uh, knowing that there's things out there to manage it. So you wanted to, um, I interrupted there when you were going to talk a bit about the uh, Im- uh, implants and um, quill fittings that you do. Well, it's more just about contraception because um, there's a lot of misconceptions about um, stopping periods. So when if somebody comes to see me in the surgery about their pain, there's a lot of questions that we need to ask. And we need to ask, you know, has this always been the case? And usually it is that people have suffered for years and years and years. Or is it that actually there's been that change that we talked about? And that's where kind of having that tracking is really, really helpful. And we could offer things uh, that I said, you know, things like um, uh, the ibuprofen or uh, ibuprofen type things or things to make your bleeding less. If you're saying, actually, it's not particularly painful, it's just really heavy and it's flooding. And, you know, I've tried the super heavy tampons and I've done all of these things, but there are, you know, clots and I I don't want that. Mm -hmm. So if you're not wanting to um, conceive or you're not wanting to conceive in the very near future, then um, depending on the rest of your medical history, we could give you something like the combined oral contraceptive pill. So, um, or we just call, we call it the pill, um, which is a contraception. It stops you getting pregnant, but you're not on it because of contraception, because you're out having sex. And a lot of people are scared of that. They're scared that somebody will see it and they will assume that that is what is happening. And it's, again, that having that conversation and being okay with saying, actually, you know, if this is a valid option for me, I could have that. And that can that can sometimes stop the uh, bleeding completely. So we can tell people to have it what we call back to back. So without a break. um, So you won't get a period for a couple of months. And I have the same conversation when I um, fit things like the marina coil. So usually we would recommend those in women who have had uh, a, a pill, uh, had have had a child before, um, or are sexually active. But because it give, because of it sits inside your womb and it keeps the lining of your womb really really thin, one of the benefits is that a lot of people will have no bleeding at all. Or they may just get very irregular spotting or they may get kind of 
ongoing kind of spotting randomly and we won't know which one that is or which person you are until we fit it but people get really really worried because they think about all of this bad blood that is building up inside of them and they say we must have a period well actually if we are actively giving you something to stop you having a period to keep that lining of your womb really really thin there is nothing to shed every month so actually there is nothing there that is building up inside of you and it's having those conversations and I hear this bad blood a lot yes absolutely because I was going to say that you know um, a lot of people think it's a natural process so we need to have this uh, have have and this is again a cultural thing because we grew up saying that this is it's a rejection from the body so whatever it is just let it come out so whenever I used to see clots I used to think oh it's probably something really bad that's just come out of my body and not knowing that actually these clots and, and this is where I wanted to ask the next question about what is the signs of a heavy menstrual flow and when should we start thinking that actually that clot or this much flow is not right and I, and I need to get some medical help on this. When's the right time? So if you're losing clots of blood, so large amounts of blood, especially over a prolonged period of time. So if you're having a really long cycle, you know, if you're bleeding for 10 days and a lot of it is really, really heavy, that's going to take that strain on your body that we've already talked about, about feeling faint, feeling really tired. Uh, some people may collapse. Um, that needs looking at. You know, why are you putting yourself through that? There are things that we can do to help. And like I said, there's non-hormonal and hormonal um, uh, options uh, for that. But it's knowing what is usual for you. Mm. Uh, similarly, uh, for kind of older women that are um, sexually active, um, that they just have that. They've never had that before in their life. And then all of a sudden they've got all these clots. Well, why has that happened? Um, could is there any chance that you could have actually fallen pregnant? Um, and this is a delayed period where you've essentially missed a period and you're having a miscarriage, and that's kind of clots or you know something related to that. But how will you know if you don't know when your last period was? And you know our lives are so 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 busy. It, how many people are just going to remember off the top of their head that actually? you know, my period was on the third or the seventh, unless, you know, some people, it's always the seventh. Mm -hmm. So they know it's always the seventh. That's it. If it's later, I will remember. But usually, especially if you're a 28 day cycle, and we have 30 days or 31 days, it's around a certain date. Mm -hmm. And that's where the apps can be really helpful, so that it can remind you that actually, this is this may not be right. Yeah. And I find that a lot of people now are uh pairing up with other women and saying okay so we're in sync so your period date is here mm -hmm. and so we can we'll share the same period date and I know that I do that with my sister because me and my sister <laughs> we share it so I always say to her have you come on your period okay yep that means I'm I'm near enough so my so I, I don't I don't have a medical reason for that but it is something that lots of people say and you kind of you know people sink you know get when they're close to each other they you yeah. know think they're people but that's a good thing to kind of remind each other if that's why you're doing it and then realizing oh well I actually I haven't come on to my come on my period this month what is different yeah. could I be pregnant do I want to be pregnant and sometimes having those um kind of scares is a good thing to kind of make you think oh well actually I didn't want to become pregnant 
what do I need to be doing about it? And, you know, what are my options? Yes, absolutely. Again, all confidential, speak to your GP. Um, and there are things that either you can take every single day in terms of things like um, pills um, or injections or um, an implant in your arm that can last for three years, different types of coils that can last kind of five years or longer, 10 years even. Um, and again, some people, there are, there's the non-hormonal coil as well that we've not talked about, the copper coil, uh, which one can be used for emergency contraception if you need it. And again, not if you don't know that that's an option, you may not seek help until it's too um, too late. Yeah. But also um, knowing what your period is like as normal for you means that we can properly dis discuss with you the risks and benefits of having a hormonal coil or a non-hormonal coil. So some people want a non-hormonal option, but actually there is the risk of having heavier and more painful bleeds. Oh, yeah. somebody offered that to me I would say no way I don't even want to take the risk yeah. that it may cause heavier bleeding yes yes absolutely so again it's understanding that so just going back to um menstrual irregularities got to try and say that mm -hmm. word correctly it's a bit of a tongue mm -hmm. twister that word um uh mi missed periods or not having a period for a long time there's there's pros and cons to this. I mean, some people really worry. I mean, if you're not sexually active and there's no reason for you to have a missed period, uh, when is the alarm bell? Is it, you know, when should someone start worrying that, okay, you know, I'm actually having irregular periods. Is this common? Because I know that a lot of teenage girls have a lot of irregular periods. Mm. Um, uh, when's it normal? When's it not normal? What the contributing factors around this as well? So when a girl will start having her periods, it is usual for them to have irregular periods. Mm -hmm. um, but again, we would track those, we would um, keep an eye and we would encourage you to, to see that actually they are becoming more regular and there's more of a pattern that is um, happening. Um, usually for kind of older, um, older girls, um, we recognize different things or the the periods are not coming on a regular basis um and we would would need to look into that we would say give it at least a couple of months so usually at three months and at three three months we would certainly be doing investigations things like blood tests be asking you if you have any other symptoms um so like i said earlier we've already we've already done a show on polycystic ovarian syndrome which is very common and can present with things uh like um uh, an increase a high BMI uh, insulin resistance so you know being diagnosed with things like diabetes or pre-diabetes um, excessive hair growth and especially looking at if there is a change towards that um, is important um, but also it could be things uh, related to your thyroid, for example, that can cause, you know, lighter bleeds. So the other way, we've been talking a lot about, you know, if it becomes heavier or not there, but actually what if it's suddenly a lot lighter and actually you're only bleeding for one day? Mm. You know, that could be a sign that other things are going on. And again, just tracking that and going to see somebody about it. So, I mean, what would you say, could commonly for a teenage girl what are, com are there common um factors that could be contributing towards irregular periods we also forget about just the non well I want to say non-medical things but 
things like stress yes. can cause a massive uh, impact on your period. Uh, your diet, if you've been really sick, if you know you've taken taken certain medications, lots and lots and lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so do speak to somebody about it. Um, having really low body weight and really high body weight as well can affect your periods. So um, have a think about what's been happening the last few months. You know, have you been eating as much as normal? Have you suddenly lost a huge amount of weight? Are you suddenly exercising, you know, a few hours a day, which, you know, we would not recommend. Um, And for parents, you know, to be aware of these things, you know, what is the change? And are there different changes? So when I talk about things like thyroid problems, for example that can affect um your mood that can affect your hair that can affect how tired you are um that can all be affected um by it and keeping that kind of symptoms in combination with with your periods is really important yes absolutely um and i guess um you mentioned earlier um sometimes uh any change in um the uh have we frozen I was just going to say um, you froze there. So there were some things that did or didn't um, didn't come through. But you mentioned something about um, uh, a change in lifestyle. So things like um, exercise. Now, exercise mm-hmm. has affected um, the regularity of periods. Is this normal? Is it is it normal that mm-hmm. you know, um, someone trying to get fit hasn't had a period for for that for that month? or, you know, six weeks later and they still haven't had a period. Is Are these normal things? So I wouldn't want to say it is normal because the, the, um, the take home that I want from this is know what is normal for you. And if there has been a change, discussing it with somebody to say, is this a reasonable change? Is it not a reasonable change? What has happened? And apologies, listeners, for the interruption on the show there. Um, it appears that Dr. Amina has actually lost her internet connection. So um, we were unable to complete the show fully. Um, but uh, we are actually now heading over towards the end of the show. And uh, I do want to thank my um, guest, Dr. Amna, for all her time and input in today's show. There's been some great advice around menstruation and the things that we have out there to help us through this. So women don't suffer in silence, I think is the take home message. Um, There is lots of support um, out there and a lot of literature around this as well. So I think it's time that we uh, engage with our bodies and uh, listen to our needs as well and reach out for support in whatever aspect of menstruation is needed. So thank you again for Dr. Amna for all her input and advice. And I have no doubt that listeners were able to take um, something positive and beneficial from the show, inshallah. Um, and thank you for the listeners for tuning in. Uh, inshallah, in the cup upcoming weeks, um, I will be doing some uh, thick of menstruation topics uh, where I have studied this. So I will be looking um, at sharing some of my knowledge Uh, with you through the study courses that I have done Uh, so do keep an eye out on that there will be some um, banners and adverts going out on the um, Inspire FM Facebook page so do keep your eyes uh, on a lookout for that Um, uh, and um, for now I just want to share my quote for the day 
A strong woman knows she has strength enough for the journey, but a woman of strength knows it is the journey where she will become strong. Juma Barak to everybody tuned in this morning. Have a blessed Friday and make sure you get that sun factor out for the weekend because we are in for a heat wave. So lots on lots of sun protection over the weekend and keep hydrated. Salam alaikum, Juma Barak. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.org.